Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. It's one of those absolutely perfect fall days in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So um, I'm thrilled that uh, we get to step into the collective energy of fall together. <laughs> Me too, because again, there's a few months of the year you definitely live in Palm Springs for, and this is one of those gorgeous, gorgeous days. And I'm Renee Barabo, the Practical Shaman, and I'd love to be here with you today and Sandra for this fun conversation we're going to have. Do you want to tell them about it? Yeah, I would say, you know, we get uh, quite a number of emails suggesting topics to talk about. And some of them, uh, frankly, are just not appropriate for our show because <laughs> They involve too much of teaching about shamanism that you really need to take a workshop for. You can't learn shamanic techniques on a podcast. <laughs> but, and we both have workshops coming up this fall, so stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, but the most popular topic, and it's coming up constantly from people uh, in different ways, is how do you bridge uh, uh, your spiritual work with being a human? And so we have people who are writing in saying, I have children. I don't know how to bridge my spiritual work into my practice. Um, we have people writing in saying, I feel like I'm, I'm losing my grounding because I'm doing a little bit too much spiritual work. We have people saying, I don't know exactly what's right for my body in doing the spiritual work, how these aren't these, their words, their mind, how to hold some of those higher frequencies that happen. So we, we're having constant topics coming in of we're in a body and we're doing shamanic work and some of you are doing other spiritual practices and how do we bridge this together how do we honor our body while we continue to do our spiritual work and how do we make time for our spiritual work this is such a, a great topic and for me you know i think everything is our spiritual work so Every, everything is spiritual because that's what we're here doing. And yet, um, I know for myself that I've come to a place where everything in my life is so much fun. I mean, even the, the, the mundane stuff of the house cleaning can be fun if you got the right music on and things like that, where that I just can go, 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 go. And, you know, the winds will keep me hopping if I don't like you know, put a halt on it. And I remember back when I was in my 20s and I went to this Ayurvedic doctor, or maybe my 30s, and he said to me, you know, Renee, tonight you could ask the, you could ask before you go to sleep to let the spirits give you some rest. And I, you know, you know how you take maybe sometimes one piece of information away from somebody. And so like, if I get really overwhelmed and I need a good night's rest, I'll say, okay, time, you know, give me a little rest tonight. And you have the absolute right to do that. And we forget that because we want to be these, you know, glowing spiritual beings. Well, we're really, these bodies are our Cadillacs. 
you know, and I, I don't know the Cadillac metaphor because my father was a Cadillac kind of guy. And, um, and, and that this is what gets you from one place to the other. Your, this, your Cadillac is what gets your spirit from one place to the other. So if you don't take time out to polish it and clean it and, you know, change the oil, how, how good of a spiritual vessel really are you? And how good of you, how, how much can you be of service to other people if you're always exhausted? Yeah, um, many, many years ago, um, uh, Isis came to me. <laughs> and she used to come to me and, you know, without an intention, she's infamous for saying to me, you know what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> one time she came to me and she said, you know, what's happening for you is that your spirit is dragging your body around instead of your body is carrying your spirit. And so uh, after I got that information, it was a really long time ago. I've always been an exercise fanatic, but with all my work, I, I found myself dropping some of, doing some of my exercises. So I went back and started doing my exercises again. And and really focusing on my diet. And so in workshops, I really had to bring this information through really strongly because what I found in my 35 years of teaching is that a lot of people who are drawn to shamanic work are drawn to shamanic work because they think mistakenly that shamanism is an out-of-body experience and the bottom line is they don't want to be here. And so they're drawn to shamanism to get out of their bodies. But shamans take their bodies with them into every ceremony, into every journey, into every healing that they do. And shamanism is so far away from being an out-of-body experience. It's If you're doing the practice correctly, it is... It is as far afield from an out-of-body experience as you can imagine because it's a nature-based practice. And so how can a nature-based practice be out of the body? And so I started bringing into workshops um, the need for people to find some kind of exercise program, yoga, tai chi, a uh, healthy diet to support the body to be a strong vessel, as Renee just shared. And for people who start to feel like they are starting to bring through frequencies that are too strong for their current physical condition, it really is like putting your fingers into a 220-volt plug and I can share with you ways later of if you're one of those people who uh, did that, how to bring yourself back down again. But the point is, is that we're searching to do evolutionary shamanic practices, but our bodies have not caught up to the evolutionary practices that we want to perform. I thought you were going to tell us about sticking two fingers in a dam to shut down those currents. And maybe that's one of the techniques you're going to give us later when they're way over the top. And trust me, when the wind work started to come in, you, I've always been, the reason I'm the practical shaman is because I'm very pragmatic. I'm, 
you know, my day job, I do marketing and events. And, you know, as a chef, it's very much body centered work. And so, you know, the spirits had to really almost, you know, wind slap me to get my attention that, that they were speaking because I'm so much living in the physical world, which is one place where Sandra and I, I mean, you're very, I mean, you're living the physical world, but you know, some of the stories she tells me, like, I'm there like, wow. <laughs> it's like, I mean, cause you go back and forth and, and I'm like more planted. I told, I told spirit, if I'm going to be a shaman, this is me, I'm going to be a shaman. I want to work with business people. <laughs> they laughed, gave me some business people and then, then the wind work. So, you know, I mean, you, you just are on this path, but my body a couple of years ago, I was working from bed. It had, I had depleted it. It was not, I was winded. It was not going to give me another day. And I just really worked from bed for almost, I hate to say this out loud because for a long time, a whole, a whole season, a whole cycle of seasons. And there was just nothing more to give. And, and at that point, it was a lesson in how are you eating? You're starting to travel a lot. You can't, if you're a teacher and you're out there teaching, you can't be stopping at McDonald's on the way to your next class because it just isn't going to be the fuel your, your body or spirit needs to show up time and time again. So for me, the spirit in doing something that got me so excited spiritually was what helped me to start to shift my diet, gave me the will, the wind will to do it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's really important. And uh, recently, I I got um, uh, had a few visionary experiences that have given me um, uh, some insights. And first of all, uh, this goes back to something that Renee started with: life is a ceremony. All of life is a ceremony, and it's not what you do in your spiritual practice. That's just a ceremony. Everything we do in life, when we get dressed, we brush our teeth, when we're riding on uh, public transportation or in our cars, it's part of the ceremony of life. And what I got recently is what we've done in the Western world is we've taken the sacred at a ceremony. And um, so how do we bring that back? And, and that might be a whole nother show um, because we, we've really taken the sacred away. And so back in, to go all the way back to like 1980, when I first got introduced to uh, formal shamanic practices, I was practicing all my life. I just didn't know it. Um, I, it was still a phase in my life where I was uh, doing plant spirit medicine to get some of my visions. And one of the things that I was shown on uh, plant spirit medicine back in 1980 uh, was that the way to walk through walls, the way to do telepathy, the way to learn a lot of the psychic skills and to open up our, our um, non-ordinary reality senses, that we have to slow our frequency down to almost a stop 
And I was very confused by that. Again, it was 1980, and I didn't understand uh, what that even meant. And so fast forward uh, 30-something years later, and I've gotten that message many times, but we get messages in our shamanic work that we're not ready for. <laughs> and so we keep getting the message, but we don't know how to integrate it uh, into our life. And so fast forward to where I am now, uh, what the spirits are telling me is if you go out into nature and really connect with nature, nature has a very slow vibration. It has a very slow frequency. You might have a windstorm coming in, or you might have a hurricane coming in, or a raging fire, or a typhoon, and everything is violent and, and fast. And yes, that's another side of nature. But when you go sit with a tree, that tree is not vibrating to the rhythm that you're living your life in. It's not. You know, if you're rushing um, to sit with a tree for 10 minutes so you can pick up your kid from school, so you can get to work on time, uh, you didn't slow down enough to really perform sacred work. And so the power of the change that everybody is looking for is not going to happen because we're energetically so out of sync with nature, with our bodies. We move so quickly, and then we're trying to connect with nature, and nature's dancing to a completely different beat than we are, and there's no, there's no syncing up of that beat. And if there isn't a syncing up of that beat, how is our ceremonies going to produce the results that we really want to get? And so that's a really big question, I think, for us to, to look at, because Renee and I have asked you to look at what actions do you need to take in order to step more lightly on the earth, and that involves giving up certain things like the cars you're driving and the materials you use at home and the clothes you buy. You know, it's huge, but people are doing it. And so in this show, um, what I'm asking of you is to look at how do you slow your life down? And what do you have to lose? If you give up some things, if you're really devoted to spiritual work, if you're not, this question isn't important for you. But if you're really devoted to your shamanic work, um, what do you need to do to not rush um, so that you can bring back some of the sacredness of the ceremony? Because you're moving too fast for nature. You're moving too fast for the heartbeat of the earth. And so we're not aligned with any of the magic of life right now. Wow, there's so much there that I could. <laughs> so this week she's saying we're, we're working on non-action. And, and in non-action in the wind work, there's, this, there's that place of no wind, which is also nirvana, which is, you know, that place of no wind where there's no nothing, no, no, no movement. And, I wrote about it on the Shaman's Cave this week where Sandra has us going by trees all year long. And 
I don't know about you, but I heard her say it and I've been visiting a tree. Although I was so excited to get on my wind walk the other night, I like walked right on by my tree. And I was thinking the tree's just standing there. I mean, this, it, it was a presence and enough that I knew that the tree was just standing there waiting, waiting, basically. And, and I don't ever wait. I just keep walking by. But I did. I caught it and I went back and I, you know, I kind of apologized. You know, how could I be so insensitive that you're only there when I want you there? And, and I think that's, that, that's what you're talking about for me is bringing that sacredness back into this relationship that I've committed to have with this tree or anything else that you've, you know, done this year. But that understanding that that no win, that place of absolute stillness and presence is where the change can happen. And for me on the plant medicine work, what I saw was that 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 same holograph that went out into the expanded you know universe, there's that exact holograph inside of us with all of the frequencies and all of the codes that make you know, make us up as nature are just as important to tend to as, you know, what's going on in your psychic space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got a way, uh, a simple practice to do this is to actually start drumming with a drum for a few minutes every day and to actually reflect on while you're drumming, uh, if your rhythm, your body rhythm is in alignment with the heartbeat of the earth mm. and allow that drum to start to bring your body's rhythm into alignment with the heartbeat of the earth. And so what I got was the shadow or the downside of all the shamanic music. And I have seven CDs out there. Toss um, them. <laughs> the, the downside of listening to shamanic music for doing your shamanic work is you turn it into a disembodied practice. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and then again, we're back to we're not bridging um, spirit into body. We're making it an out-of-body experience again. And so I, I recently got the message that it's really important for me and for me to bring into my teachings that people need to pick up a drum every day and drum for a few minutes and really focus on getting your rhythm back into the rhythm of the earth. Because what I was shown in this vision was I was shown the river of life, which is going down, and we're all on the river of life, and it's taking us to places, whether we want to be there or not. Our intentions are trying to stop the river of life, and so we've, we stop our flow in our body because we have too much intention. We have too many outcomes that we throw out into the universe of what we want. And we're on the river of life. So we've thrown ourselves out of the flow because whatever outcome you want, you're on a river, you're floating. And as you keep trying to move the boat to for your outcome, 
you've stopped the flow and that means you've stopped the flow in your body too. And then with this fast paced life that we're leading, um, I was shown how we're, the, the Western culture is so jumped out of the river of life. <laughs> we're out of the river of life and we're being dragged along by it. And um, we're not uh, respecting our body's uh, connection to the earth and what speed you need to move at in your life energetically, physically, mentally, emotionally, to really be able to be in that flow of life, which means connecting with the earth's heartbeat again. And you can do that by physically drumming. That's awesome. So we're onlookers at the river. We're all onlookers at the bank of the river of life watching it go by. For me, one of the things that gets me back into myself and back into the rhythm really quickly, my cat, is, <laughs> is my wind whistle. And I believe it's because when I, when I blow into it, that exhale causes me then to take another breath in, which then I exhale again. And by that third, third or fourth time blowing into the wind whistle, I am absolutely grounded, absolutely connected, and I feel a sense of, of peace. Now that doesn't take away from the, the drumming or whatever that you know you might find yourself with, but this for me is one of the most instantaneous ways to get back into, you know, into the river for myself. And I, I think that that's where that's where we need to be because there's that old joke, you know, if you ever if you ever want to make you know spirit laugh. Uh, tell spirit your plans, you know, because we have this great vision and, you know, so, so instead of doing a, a exercise today, I believe we're going to ask you, we're going to invite you to go over and, you know, play your drum or play your wind whistle or, you know, do whatever works for you to get reconnected to that self. And another one I do for people who aren't very shamanic is I tell them to jump up and down 10 times. You know that it gets you back into your body too. So, this this shamanic experience is not an out of body experience. It's very much required that you're in your body to in order to experience all that this extraordinary world has to offer you. Absolutely, and if you are one of those people who you find that you're running too much energy and you feel like you're, uh, you've stuck your, your fingers into a plug and uh, there's a voltage going through you that's um, too strong for where your body's at. I've been doing um, this exercise way before I got into shamanism and I've taught it to thousands of people, is you just set your intention. The, the, don't even think about it. Don't write questions about it on the shaman's cave. Just follow the directions. Um, uh, you set the intention and you say to yourself, either silently out or out loud, I ask higher consciousness, meaning you're talking to your higher consciousness, I ask higher consciousness to shut down to only as much energy as my body can handle right now. Mm. 
And you just repeat that a few times to yourself and it really works like magic. It's, it's, you've called in your higher consciousness to help you manage the energy, to be an energy manager so you don't blow your body out. And so when we talk about bridging spiritual practices um, into how we live as human beings with a body in the world, there's a lot of aspects that Renee and I brought up today. And part of it, the big part for me, is how do we slow down so that we bring the sacred back into the ceremony of life again? And how do we connect more with the actual rhythm of the earth? Um, because we're not walking to her heartbeat. We're not beating to her heartbeat. And then we're wondering why we're not going to the depths that we can with our shamanic work. We're one with the earth and we've separated ourselves out from that. And that's killing us, literally. And it's affecting, it's affecting our shamanic work too. It's affecting the power of it, of what we could actually move to if we uh, made that agreement with ourselves to look at ways to connect more to that rhythm and what is that rhythm. And, and that's why I like drumming because um, drumming is about rhythm. And so in, and indigenous people use the drums because the drum represents the heartbeat of the earth and of all of life. And so um, what do you need to do to bring yourself more into harmony with that rhythm? What do you need to do to strengthen your body so that you can carry the power of spirit as we all go through this evolutionary process together that we're all in, in the river of life, taking us through landscapes that some are very uncomfortable right now. And how do we relax into that? And we do that by slowing down our body and by connecting to the heartbeat of the earth. And then all of a sudden we realize that the journey we on is actually perfect. <laughs> I love that. And just to remember that we are spiritual beings having this human experience so that when you're aligned, no matter where you step, you know, you might even have a job you don't like, but if you step there with an open, full heart of full of, you know, presence and spirit, you're making a difference. You're doing your work. And we think we have to be doing more to be doing something, but that's not true. You just, the more you be, the more you show up as that uh, vessel of light. So uh, why don't you share with us over at the, the Shaman's Cave or on the YouTube channel, what simple practice you use for yourself to get yourself to bridge that spirit in the body. I'd love to hear that because we're just telling you ours. I'm sure there's hundreds, thousands more of what people are doing all over the world and we'd love to hear about them and maybe add something to our daily practices. Thank you, Renee. That's a perfect ending for us. And we hope that we've, seeded some ideas. Um, as you know, we have chosen to keep our shows shorter than longer, so we're planting seeds for you right now. 
but continue to let us know what you would like us to um, plant seeds about in the landscape of the shaman's cave because uh, we're creating this amazing garden together uh, with all of you as gardeners with us, remembering that shamans are just gardeners of energy and trying to bring more attention, more consciousness into how we do that work and caretake for our planet Earth and caretake for our body, which is a reflection of the Earth. So thank you, everybody. Thank you and have a great week. Mm -hmm.